that time, and we're going to do it. Amen. Say, let's do it. Amen. I'm excited about it. Well, we're doing part two. Last Sunday, we talked about how to predict your future. But this Sunday, I'm going to talk to you about one of the most important elements of your future. One of them. Next Sunday, I'll talk about the second most important element. Next Sunday, it'll be about the spirit of excellence. Everybody say excellence. And it won't be what you think it's going to be. It'll be something maybe you haven't thought about before. But you need to have a spirit of excellence about your life. So you don't want to miss next Sunday. So these next couple of Sundays, I'm going to give you everything you need to know. We talked to you about, uh, 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 in, in uh, the Word, about uh, different types of things you can do to predict your future. I encourage you to go back and listen to that message again and uh, get a hold of it. But today, we want to talk about uh, being faithful. Everybody say faithful. Amen. Amen. Pray out loud with me too right now. Say it with me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I open my heart, I open my ears, and I thank you that you speak to me right now through your word in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you, Lord, speak to us today the importance of this big word that means so very much. And Lord, we just give you thanks and we give you praise for these things right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, the Bible tells us here in uh, Luke chapter 16 and verse 10, and this is from the Amplified, and right below it we're going to read the voice translation. The Lord speaks these words to us. He says, He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest and unjust in a very little thing is dishonest and unjust also in much. Well, and then the voice translation says, if you're faithful, everybody say faithful. If you're faithful, and I want you to see how this is worded. If you are faithful in small scale matters, you'll be faithful with far bigger responsibilities. If you're crooked in small responsibilities, you'll be no different in bigger things. Amen. And that's self-explanatory, isn't it? But I want you to know something today. All of our lives, and before even when we were married, the number one thing I learned when I left Knoxville, Tennessee, and went to Cleveland, Tennessee, and I went to New Life Bible College, Brother Norval Hayes' Bible School, the one thing that we, they taught every morning, some way, somehow, this word came up. And that word was be faithful. Faithful. They would say faithfulness. They would talk about being faithful. And uh, uh, as that happened, they gave a list of things that students could do at the school. And, and, and I remember uh, our chaplain for, for the school, who was also the pastor of the church there at New Life, was, uh, was Pastor Barry. And uh, Barry, uh, he spoke about faithful. He says, put your hand to something and don't let go of it. Don't let go of it. Don't stop. But you, if you're given a task, you don't let go of it. You do it right. You do it with excellence, but you're faithful to it. You don't quit. Everybody say, I don't quit. <laughs> Too many quitters these days. Too many lazy people, quitters. They won't stick to the truth. They won't stick to the word. Too many people with itchy ears need something else to get me through. That's a dangerous place to be according to the Bible. You should be faithful to the word. You should be faithful to the things of God. 
Well, they've, they've ran that into our heads all year long about being faithful. First thing I got to do was clean toilets at the church, and yes, I was a toilet cleaner. I was a toilet cleaner, and I was proud of cleaning the toilet. I had the cleanest toilets in the whole Bible school. If you went in there to do your number one or your number two, you were blessed of God because it was that clean when you walked in. You could smell it clean. You know what I mean? When you walk into some place, ooh, it smells clean. That's faithfulness. That's faithfulness. First thing people look at when they walk into your building is what dirt is around the toilet. Amen. Well, I got to graduate from janitorial duties to go into cleaning the sanctuary. And you've heard me tell this before, but I had to polish every pew. We had pews. There were no cushions on those pews. It was an old Methodist church that Norval had bought. They marched around it every day for about a month. Pat Knotts Hayes was leading the way. You know, she was the one that sang Rise and Be Healed. And somebody finally, they worked out, they were able to get that building. It was a miracle. But, you know, they took care of that building. And uh, uh, one of my jobs was to clean the sanctuary. And uh, uh, after cleaning toilets, I went through and I cleaned the seats in the sanctuary. I polished it on that pew and slide all the way down it if you ran and hit it just right. It was fun cleaning that church. I vacuumed everything, went back in what we call the prophet's chamber, which was the back room where the guest would come or the pastor would sit before the service to pray. And I'd go back there and clean that. I, I got graduated from doing all that, making sure everything was right to serving in that room taking care of all the guest speakers that came to the school. And you've heard me tell the story before, but that faithfulness, that willingness to put my hand to that plow and not let go, got me exalted one step at a time every way. But if I got frustrated cleaning nasty toilet, I wouldn't be here today. If I got frustrated and got ticked off, why should I be cleaning pee off the seats? I wouldn't be here today. Are you with me? If you've been a floater your life, y'all know what I mean by floaters? You need to buckle up and be faithful. And all of you are. I know that. I'm talking, whoever's watching needs this one. <laughs> you have to drop roots. I got to read this. This was good. One of my, um, one of my, pastors in my district his wife wrote this what do you believe and this really goes with being faithful what we do proves what we believe attending church regular tithing it's got scriptures of each one of these fasting walking in love and confessing what the word says are all examples of actions we do that prove we believe and we're faithful to the bible but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what God's word says. Otherwise, according to James 1.22, you're only fooling yourselves. Amen. See, faith must have an outward expression. Any faith void of outward expression is fake faith. We've got to be doers of the word. I'm not going to read all of it, but you'll see it this tomorrow. Amen. In your email. But see, faithfulness is what brought me to where I am. Not quitting. Have we had hard times? You know, when we started the church, it was tough. It was tough. It was hard. We didn't know where things were coming from. Didn't know what we were going to have. But God answered every prayer. Chuck and I, 
we got sat back in the office, uh, I guess Friday, wasn't it? And we didn't get to pray. We just talked and laughed a whole lot. And it was good. It was therapeutic. Amen. And I asked him, because he'd been through a lot, been to different churches and stuff, and been with some goofy people. And, and I'd serve, I have served for goofy people. Don't get me wrong. I won't mention their names. Uh, but uh, uh, I, but uh, you knew when it was time, that I need to go. Amen. And we made that decision. But faithfulness is what carried every time. But, you know, I asked Chuck, and he asked me, he says, what has kept you stable? And the only word I can think of is two words, actually, was faithfulness and consistency. Faithfulness and consistency. Well, the Bible talks about these things. Faithfulness and consistency kept me stable when the storm was on, or if I was got, got things going on in my body. It's called being faithful and consistent. I know God's faithful, and he's consistent to me. I need to be faithful and consistent to him. Well, I've found that trying to become more like Jesus yields far better results than trying to become a better me. Oh, come on, somebody. That's good. Amen. I've found that trying to become more like Jesus yields a far better result than trying to become a better me. See, he must be in on the increase in you. Your flesh and what you think needs to be on the decrease. He needs to be the leader because he's the leader that we're following. Somebody shout amen. amen. What does it say in John chapter 3 and verse 30? It says, he must increase, but I must decrease. He must grow more, I love this, prominent. I must grow less so. That's been a theme in our lives, all throughout our lives. And I'm telling you, God is my witness. We've seen some crazy things this year, this past year. Things that have blown my mind. Things that I have prayed for, for years and years and years since we started the church. Amen. Amen. I am standing before you today living proof that as you're faithful, he'll be faithful to you. Amen. Amen. Every step of the way. We got to be faithful to the Lord. If you're faithful, that means you're also this other word that nobody likes to hear, and that's patient. Look at your neighbor and say, you better be patient. <laughs> Don't poke them or hit them. Just, just you better be patient. Let me... But see, if you're faithful, you're patient. And I want to tell you this, and curl your toes up, because I love you, but patience is not putting up with. Let me say that one more time, because a lot of you are like peanuts. Patience, <laughs> patience is not putting up with. Patience is staying committed to what you believe. Amen. Patience is staying committed to what you believe. You know, Brother Hagin used to always say this, and I want to quote it. Stay put in the hard places, and you'll eventually rest on the mountaintop. Amen. Stay put in the hard places, and you'll eventually rest on the mountaintop. Amen. Life's not always easy. I know that. How many of y'all know that? Come on. But you know what? If you're faithful and you're patient and you stick to the truth, God sustains you every time. Amen. Rick Renner said this uh, in a uh, thing I read that he'd sent to, uh, in a, a devotional thing that I got for, for pastors. He says, you will never 
fulfill the will of God for your life without patience, without faithfulness. Patience is a part of faithfulness and obedience to the Lord. Patience is the ability to remain steadfast and know that God's specific word to you will surely come to pass in your life. Patience, it provides the strength. Faithfulness and patience provides the strength to continue pressing on with calm assurance and bold confidence, regardless of the adversity, regardless of the time that has transpired. Patience and faithfulness is absolutely essential. It is the key to receiving the promise of God. You'll never fulfill the will of God for your life without faith and patience. You know, the Scripture, the scripture teaches us that a faithful person is always rewarded. And like I've been telling you this morning, I believe with all my, that with all of my heart, I believe that more today than I ever have when I first started grabbing a hold of it and running with it. I remember when I left Redemption Christian Center in Knoxville to go to school, Pastor Eddie pulled me aside. He said, when you get there, you be faithful. You don't quit. Whatever they give you to do, you do it with everything you got. You hear me? I said, yes, sir. And that's what I did. But that has carried me through every step of the way. Um, Pastor Matthew, my dad would joke about this. And my brother David's the same way. Y'all haven't got to meet David. I'm hoping you get to meet him real soon. But um, all the farmers work hard. They do. Their families and their kids, they work hard. They, they, they put their hand to it and they work hard. It's an ethic that it was passed down, I think, from our, our, our lineage. My great-great-grandfather, who was the Methodist preacher uh, who rode a horse for six services on a weekend. Now, that's hard work. And preached different messages at different churches with his saddlebags that are in my office. Had his Bible and his notes in there. He worked hard, rode a horse to all these services on the weekend and preached. At seven years old, he knew he was called to preach. He went out in the middle of the woods, stood on a stump, and he preached all afternoon every message he could dream up. And then sang songs. And then preached again. And then sang songs. He was known for that. All of our family, they had trains pull up in Tazewell, Tennessee, and they would get off the train because our other great-grandfather, he would let them have tent meetings on the farm. And people would get off the Southern Railway stop, get off the train, and go into the tent meeting. This is what our heritage is. And we worked hard. Faithfulness is working hard for the Lord. And I know that's talking about natural things but transfer that to supernatural things. Amen. God didn't call you to be a spectator. He called you to be a participator. And faithful people are participators. Amen. They're participators. There's consistency where there's victory. Or let me say it like this. Inconsistency, inconsistency, not inconsistency, but inconsistency, you'll always find true victory. Amen. A faithful person's always rewarded. It pays to be faithful. Amen. But you know what? Jesus never quit. Say that with me. Say, my Jesus, my Jesus. never quit. Do you know, aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad when he walked down the Via Della Rosa across uh, part of the cross strapped to his shoulders and stuff? Bleeding. 
I couldn't imagine how exhausted he might have been. He could have stopped midway through and said, forget this, boom, see ya. But he was committed. Amen? He didn't quit. He drugged that thing all the way to the hill and laid down on top of it. And with his hand stretched out, every nail was driven. He was faithful. He fought to the finish. Jesus didn't quit. He came to this earth with a mission. And he lived and followed that path because that path was his destiny. He became a man so that you could become royalty. Amen. He became human so that you could put on a robe of righteousness and be crowned. He told that cross, the same cross he would die upon. He was faithful. He was faithful to the finished. He was faithful until the moment he shouted with his last breath and with all of his physical strength, he shouted, It is finished! Now, too many people these days are wishy-washy. They look to be tickled rather than barrel down and hunker down and push that plow. They're not consistent to obey the word. Too many whine and complain. They don't want to fight to the finish. They don't want to push through. They don't want to do extra and do more. But the extra and the more get you to the higher mountain. Amen. You never get to the mountaintop if you're not willing to start to climb. Amen. Too many whine. They complain. They carry on. They're not like Paul, where Paul said, I have finished my race. Basically, what he said was, I have fought to the finish. I have fought to the finish. The scripture tells us, oh, this is another one that I think ought to be a theme for the fast, and it's in your notes, but just to seek the Lord in His strength and yearn for, for and seek His face to be in His presence continually. To me, that's a great verse, isn't it? Amen? But the verse I'm getting to here, Paul said these words, 2 Timothy 4, 7, says, I have fought a good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained what? Faithful. I have remained faithful. Say that with me. I have remained faithful. Boy, I was thinking about that this week. It wasn't just you and me, Chuck, that talk. I've had four or five people in the last two, three months. What's your secret of success? And the only word I can say is consistency. Amen. Being faithful. Standing firm. For some people, they get irritated by that. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, we're walking in victory right now. Amen. Faithfulness pays. Faithfulness is a good thing. Amen. And during this fast, I think we ought to barrel down, hunker down if you would, but come to that place where you shut off whatever it is you need to shut off or stop eating or whatever it is, and you sit down and you just begin to be faithful to Jesus. Faithful to obey Him. Faithful to follow His plans, purposes, and pursuits, not yours. Because if you let Him lead you, it's the best adventure you'll ever have. That's what Brother Copeland, I told you about listening to those Ministry of Excellence tapes over and over and over until I wore about, bought new sets. Excellence has its own reward. Faithfulness has its own reward. When it comes to spiritual things, faithfulness will set you apart from the rest of the goats.
Amen. A lot of goats out there. Nah, nah, nah. Whine, carry on, complain. Tell you what you're doing wrong. But faithfulness tells the story. You can tell if you're faithful to the word. You can tell if you're faithful to the plan God gave you. Because it'll show. Shows up in the words you speak. Shows up in the life you live. Come on. I'd rather yield to Jesus during this fast than try to better myself. Because if I yield to him, he'll better myself. Amen. This fast, you need to draw closer to the fire of God. You need to draw closer to praying in the Spirit more. You need to quit bragging about yourself and start bragging about Jesus more. It ain't about what you've done. It's about who He is in you. Come on. So, being faithful in your Christian walk, in tithing and giving, in service, yes, in church attendance, yes, and more, yes, 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 it all matters to the Lord. But I want you to get this today if you want to predict your future for 2024. God rewards your faithfulness. He always does. No matter how hard it may be. Man, we've had some hard times. We don't talk about it until it's years past. But man, have we, come on, I'm not talking to the Baptist church, am I? Y'all a bunch of Pentecostals, aren't you? I can't hear you. Have y'all had some bad times? I mean, you know, and you just, uh-huh. all's good, praise the God. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, Andrew and Gabrielle were here. They wanted to walk through Costco. So I, you know, all right, I'm going to walk through Costco. Praise the Lord. I found a little place for all the outdoor displays were, and I found me a nice, comfortable chair midway through. It was good. <laughs> I really did. But you know, we've had hard times. You've had hard times. But through it all, has God not been faithful? Let me say that again. I've had hard times. You've had hard times. But through it all, has he not been faithful and good to you? That's why we don't complain or whine. That's why we don't stand up and sing, Woe is me, poor, poor, pitiful me. Blues despair and what? Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. We don't do that. It might be the worst moment of your life. You may have tears streaming, streaming down your faces. I have many times. But you still stand up. And you still hold your hands up in the victory stance. And declare, my God is a good God. And it doesn't matter if all hell breaks loose. I'm still on top. Because he's the king, and he lives in me, and I have his royal blood in me. Therefore, I am his royalty, his righteousness in him, in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. Amen. That's being faithful. Proverbs 24.10 If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is what? We all have days of adversity. Can you say amen? amen? We do. My adversity right now is the seeds of this tea bag. 
and I went out. But in my adversity, I put my hand to the plow and untied the knot and pulled it out. No matter what you go through, faith demands action. If you want a job, you put feet to your faith. That means you go and you knock on doors and you fill out an application. Amen. You present yourself. Come on, that's good preaching. Your adversity may be, you know, you got a lot of pressure right now. Well, where's your faith at? Because if your faith is not right there with it, your strength will be small and you'll find yourself weak and feeling, woe is me. We cannot faint in the day of adversity. We stay faithful in the day of adversity. Amen? Amen. So today, real quickly before we close, I want to give you five character traits of the faithful. And they're not in your notes except for the last one. And I don't even know if I wrote the last one right on the screens. I think I did. But let's start these here real quick and run through them. Number one, a faithful person is a consistent person. Everybody say consistent. Well, I know you're not excited about consistent. Nobody is. But you let your yes be yes and your no be no. You do what you say you're going to do. You don't quit. You don't stop. If you committed to be somewhere, then you're there. Come on. I mean, no matter what, come death or even in death, I'm still here at church. Amen. Well, that's you. Yeah, I got a job to do, though. I'm going to be faithful. Last words I spoke to my father, I told you, we'll see you later. And he, he, lo- he looked at me uh, the day before. He says, you need to go home. Those were his words. He goes, I'm good. I'm ready. But we said our goodbyes. I saw him one last time that day. And I looked at him and said, I'll see you later. And he had a smile. Because we have our little thing, you know. No matter what, I'll see you again. No matter what. Amen. Do I have waves of emotions? Yes. I get choked up watching MASH last night. And they're singing with Father Mulcahy that Christmas song about let there be peace. (sighs) Washed over me like a wave. And that's a healthy thing. Amen. It's good that you have a pressure valve you can release. I don't remember what we were watching the other day, but I just got choked up. I couldn't get a hold of myself. But that's how grief works. If you understand that, you don't get all freaked out about it, you know. You're not going, no, you're okay. But you've got to remain consistent. And I remember when Dad looked at me, because he put this in us, be faithful. A consistent person is a faithful person. What does that mean? It means you can count on them. They stick to it. They get the job done. And they do it with excellence, which is next Sunday's message. Without much outside motivation, a faithful person keeps moving each day, driven by their mission and the word of God in their heart. I'm glad Jesus was faithful. And you're supposed to be just like him and better. Because he said you did greater works than he did. Amen. The second powerful point about a characteristic of a faithful person, is a faithful person does not become weary in well-doing. And I know some of you might bark at me at the end of the service about this, but hear me out. 
I know there's times where you are weary. I know there's times where it's hard. I know there's times where you feel like you're sweating bullets. I know. I'm with you. Been there. Done that. Watch the movie over and over. On the inside. But a faithful person still doesn't become weary in well-doing. Because Galatians 6, 9, according to the Word, says, We are told in due season we will reap if we what? Faint not. There are times it's going to be hard. But those are the times you pick yourself up and you pull your britches up and you say, bless God, I'm going to go on. And I'm not going to quit. Because there's a prize ahead. Amen. Amen. My God, what's ahead is much better than where I am right now. And it's that way for you too. Because one of the things that the Master will say to you when you see him, well done thou and good and faithful. Good and faithful. Have you been good and faithful with his word? Because that's what he's going to ask you about. What have you done with my word? People don't get that. We still, in our charismatic word of faith ways, Pentecostal ways, we still get caught up in works. But even when we try to do these works, we start something and then walk away from it and never finish. And Paul fought to the finish. Jesus fought to the finish. Each one of us need to be faithful, not let weariness overwhelm us. Because the Bible says we'll reap in due season if we what? Faint not. All right, number three. I know we get weary. I'm with you on that. But you have to buckle down and say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not letting that take me. No, I am going to remain faithful. Amen. Number three, great character trait is a faithful person is one who will not faint. They never seem to give up. Now, this is directed towards our character being something that our faith should be seen. Our faith should be seen and our faith should be heard. Amen. A faithful person is one who will not, will not faint and they never seem to get up, give up. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, just falter and they, they just keep falling down. But see, a faithful person does not gain great amounts of ground at one time. They are faithful to take one step at a time. They don't, they don't give up and throw in the towel. No, the faithful person still keeps going. I say this over and over. I heard Bobby Andean teach on it. But the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. And in the Hebrew, it means the consistent, well thought out steps. Not fast steps, not slow steps per se, but consistent steps. Everybody say consistent. What does that word consistent mean in that verse? Well, it means that you're faithful to take those steps. You're led by the Lord. Amen. Remember Proverbs chapter 4, the way of the righteous gets brighter and brighter as the noonday. Part of that teaching references back to that verse here about what the steps of a righteous man. All these things matter in your walk with the Lord. A lot of us want boom, pow, whammo, zam, you know, zamo, whatever. But it's not like that. You have to be consistent and faithful. And that's when you start seeing the greater things. Amen. Come on, that's good preaching. Well, that's not what I wanted to hear today, Pastor. Well, this is what you're hearing. It works, I'm telling you. Faithful person doesn't gain great amounts of ground at one time. Oh, yeah, there's times that things explode. There, there's suddenlies at times, but there's not suddenlies all the time. 
You know I'm right. You're sitting there going, "Uh uh-huh. But how many have had suddenly before? I've had suddenlies. But it's during the consistent times that the greater things come. All right? Last two. A faithful person is not a victim or a survivor. He or she is a victor. A faithful person is not a victim or a survivor. He or she is a victor. I don't know if these books are still out there. It hit me on the book order. I need to add these books. But uh, Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans, Brother Hagen would always quote her. So does Brother Copeland. He has them in their bookstore at Eagle Mountain. These books are classics. They are extremely important when it comes to healing. One of her books is called The Balm of Gilead. She's a medical doctor. The things she makes statements about are just every preacher, every word of faith, every Pentecostal preacher doesn't realize it, but a lot of the statements came from her. But in her book, she made this statement, sometimes a stretch of water must be walked on before you can get to Jesus for the miracle that you need. Let me say that again. Sometimes a stretch of water must be walked on before you can get to Jesus for the miracle that you need. In other words, the storms may rage. The water may be rough. There may be moments where you are exasperated or, you know, but you still, no, the word says this. And you still pick it up and you still hop on that horse even though you're saddle sore. And you're going to ride to the next meeting. And you're going to do your job. And you're going to do it with excellence. With a smile on your face. Because you refuse to be a victim. You refuse to be a survivor. You stand tall in the saddle because you are a victor. Can you say amen? Amen. How does that work? Well, it's your confession. Your walk and your faithfulness that takes you to your miracle every time. Amen. You know, the important thing is not who starts with God. The important thing is who's going to finish with God. And faithfulness determines the finishers. That's good. The important thing is not who starts with God, but who finishes with God. And why do I say that? Because finishing is much more difficult. That's why many come to the starting line, but only a few cross the finish line. Pastor Matthew shared about cross country, how they start in a big arch, you know, on the starting point. And um, during, during the race, you know, they, they all start different paces, different speeds, but only a handful start crossing the finish line. All those that started are still lagging behind. A lot of people can start something, but will you cross that finish line? Will you hear the Lord say, hey, you did good with my word. Well done. Well done, thou good and faithful. Faithfulness is the key to greatness, folks. Faithfulness is the key that puts you before great people. Faithfulness is the key that will put you in situations you never dreamed you'd be in. Faithfulness is the key that will take you places that, I mean, if God calls you to take the trash out, like Brother Copeland said on those Ministry of Excellent tapes, whew, If God called you to take the trash out for the rest of your life, he'd make it an adventure you'd never forget. But the key is, put your hand to the plow. Be consistent. 
and remain faithful. Can you shout amen? amen. The last one. The la you know, the last one. Hmm. A faithful person will fight to the finish. Again, I said the important thing is not who starts with God, but who finishes. Finishing is much more difficult. That's why many have to start in line, but only a few cross the finish line. Well, God's not so much interested with how many begin with Him. He wants them all to come to the finish. But He's really interested in how many will apply the Word, apply faith, apply things, and finish the race that, they've called, that He's called them to. I think a lot of people are going to get to heaven and realize there's a lot of things the Lord wanted them to do, but they just didn't do it because they're too, too caught up in themselves. The word that I heard Bob Yandian preach on was plotter. Plotter. And the modern translation of the word plotter is somebody who is weak but just does their job and never gets promoted. But the old, old definition is a plotter is somebody who's faithful in every step and everything that they do. And as they're faithful to that, they're the ones that are consistently rewarded and promoted. Amen. And in your life and in my life, how many of you know in, our, in the secular world you've been promoted in your job more because you've been consistent and you've been faithful? Hold your hand up. All of us, we understand that. Did you know that's a biblical situation? That's a biblical character thing. Amen. So, a faithful person will fight to the finish. And I want to leave you with this thought, and we'll pray right here. Remember the one that won the race was the tortoise, not the hare. Yeah. The one that won the race was the tortoise and not the hare. And each one of you, God's called you to finish the race. And like Paul, we need to fight to the finish and never quit. So as we start our fast today, let your heart be set on becoming truly faithful. And be determined that every day that you're skipping whatever it is you're skipping, that you're going to spend that time with the Lord faithfully at all cost. Amen? Did you get something today? Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you right now for your word. Your word is so good. Jesus, I'm so thankful for your word. Your word has sustained us all these years. Your word has kept us. And Lord, I know there's even greater things ahead. Because we'll stay faithful and see your face. We'll stay faithful and, and we're going to finish our race. We're going to step into greater, greater realms, greater curtains, greater, greater doors of opportunity because of faithfulness, because of consistency. And Lord, I just thank you that each one, each one here at the Lord's Church is stepping into greater things. Lord, as we start this fast, we're stepping in faithfully. We're stepping in consistently and determined. Lord, we, we ask you that our steps be ordered and determined by you because we lean on you, we trust in you. We lay our heart at your feet. And we thank you, Lord, that you're moving in our hearts, moving in our lives in greater ways, beginning today and all throughout this year, especially during this time of fasting, Lord, we stand and say, I will be faithful. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. 
if you're watching online or if you're here in person today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, ask him right now. God's got a good plan for your life, not a bad plan. He ain't out to hurt you and kill you and cause you trouble. No. God sent his only son so that you could have the best. Live the best life. Because Jesus can save you and deliver you from all your troubles. Set you free. Heal your broken body. Heal your broken heart. If you're watching online and you're here today, He can forgive you of all your sins. And all you got to do is ask Him. And we're all going to pray together. And if you're online watching, or if you're here today, pray in faith these words. Church, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Father, forgive me of all of my sins. I believe you sent your only Son who lived, walked this earth, who bled and died for me and was raised from the dead. I ask you, wash me clean right now. Forgive me of all of my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me brand new. From this moment forward, I will live all of my days for you honoring you and being faithful to you and your word. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, Lord, that I am now born again. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, you just got saved. Amen.